0: chapter 21 of the pony rider boys in new mexico this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by marty on the central coast of california the pony rider boys in new mexico by frank g patchen chapter 21 the fat boy's discovery i saw him i saw him tad saw who chunky i tell you i did "'Don't you suppose I know what my eyes tell me in confidence? "'Don't you go to contradicting me.' "'Stacy had fairly overwhelmed Tad Butler with the importance of his discovery, "'but thus far Tad had not the least idea what it was all about. "'When you get quieted down, perhaps, "'you'll be good enough to tell me who it is you saw.' "'The man! The man! Huh. "'That's about as clear as the water in an alkalized sink. "'What man?' "'The one we saw on the train, don't you know?' Had thought a moment. You mean the one we heard talking just before we got to Blue Water? Butler had entirely forgotten the incident. Yes, that's him, that's him. You say that fellow? Uh, Lazar? That's his name. Is he here? Uh-huh. Where? He got off the stage down by the post office, just when I was coming up here. Was he alone? The other fellow wasn't with him, if that's what you mean. Yes. Tad went over in his mind the conversation the man Lazar had held with his companion, in which the pair were plotting against someone by the name of Marquand. "'Oh well, Chunky, it's none of our concern. I think we must have magnified the incident. I—' "'He'll bear watching, Tad. He will. And it's m m, m- y- you understand who's going to do it,' declared Chunky, swelling out his chest and tapping it with his right fist all right go ahead it's time some of us got into more trouble the professor will begin to think we've got a fever or something if we let two days in succession pass without stirring up something i've got an idea exploded stacy there you go it's coming now i'll go tell the policeman why you ninny there are no policemen here perhaps there's a sheriff Hello, here comes the gentleman who gave me the advice that helped me to win those handsome spurs. He's introducing himself to the professor and Mr. Kringle. Let's go over. Forgetting for the moment the subject they were discussing, Tad and Stacy strolled over to the campfire. Oh, Tad, this is Mr. Marquand, Mr. James Marquand from Albuquerque. He wants to know you. And this is another one of our Pony Rider boys, Master Stacy Brown said the professor presenting his boys marquand, marquand exclaimed both boys under their breaths i'm glad to know you master butler that was a very fine piece of work you did this afternoon you've steady nerves if there's any credit due it is to you your suggestion helped me to win the prize without it i should have failed answered tad generously which way are you headed asked mr marquand Guadalupe's answered the guide the boys want to explore some of the old pueblos and i also spoke up professor zepplin i understand there is much of interest in them i should say so muttered their guest i'd like a few moments to speak with you in private if you can spare the time said tad in a low voice at the first opportunity at your service now no not here then come to my room at the hotel "'I'll fix it with the others,' said Mr. Markand, observing at once that the lad had some serious purpose in mind. "'My friend Chunky will go with me, if agreeable to you.' "'That's all right. "'Professor, if you have no objection, I would like to have these two young men go to my quarters with me for a little while. "'I—' uh, "'Certainly. Don't stay out too late, boys.' "'Oh, no, sir.' "'Now what can I do for you? "'I am sure you have something of importance to yourselves on your minds.' not to us specially perhaps to you though replied tad indeed we may be foolish if so you'll understand that we have no motive beyond a desire to serve you that goes without saying do you know a man by the last name of lazar bob lazar mr Marquand?" mr Marquand started eyeing both lads questioningly yes He is associated with me in a business venture." "'Told you so,' interjected Stacy. "'What of him?' Tad wished he was well out of it all. To be obliged to tell all he knew of Bob Lazar and of the latter's partner was rather a troublesome undertaking. Plucking up courage, Tad briefly related all that he and his companion had overheard on the train as they were approaching Blue Water, to all of which their host listened with grave attention. An increasing interest. The incident probably would not have come back to me again, but for certain things that happened today. Tad continued, "Would either of you know Lassar? Were you to see him again? Do you think?" My friend Chunky Brown saw him here today. Saw him get out of the stage in front of this very hotel. Nodded Stacy. "You are right. He is here. Mister Lassar has stopped off at a nearby town on a personal Marta." Can you describe the man whom you saw with him on the train? As I remember him, he was slightly taller than Mr. Lazar, with red hair and a moustache of the same shade. Yes, that's Joe Comstock. No doubt about that, nodded Mr. Marquand. You didn't hear them say what their plan was then? not definitely only that they intended to rid themselves of you after having obtained possession of your plans for finding the treasure or at least learning where it is hidden mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mr Marquand sat thoughtfully silent for several minutes the lines of his face growing tense and hard the boys could see that he was exerting a strong effort to control himself you-you haven't told them your plans questioned tad in a subdued voice No. I was going to do so tonight. if Comstock had arrived. He may get in yet. But you won't do so now, will you? No. I thank you, boys, exclaimed their host, extending an impulsive hand to each at the same time. Then, then our information is going to be of some use to you? More than you can have any idea of. You have done me a greater service than you know. I thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Perhaps, ere long, I may be able to show you my appreciation in a more substantial manner." Marquand ceased speaking abruptly and began pacing back and forth, hands thrust deep into his coat pockets. He was a man of slight build, but strong and wiry. He was well past middle age, erect and forceful. Looking at him, Tad found himself wondering how such a man could have gotten into the clutches of two such rascals as Bob Lazar and Joe Comstock. Tad hoped their host would offer some explanation. While Chunky was nearly bursting with curiosity, Mr. Marcand appeared to have forgotten their presence entirely. I think we had better be going now, suggested Tad, rising. Wait, commanded their host. Sit down. I have something to say to you. Then perhaps I'll walk back to your camp and have a talk with the professor. What sort of man is your guide? He's a very fine man. That's my idea. What you heard on the train is born out of several little things that have come under my observation within the last few days, but I did not think they would go as far as you have indicated. I will tell you frankly that I expect the treasure which we hope to find to be a big one how i happen to take these men in with me in the search for it is unnecessary to state however i am done with them now for good they know i have not put my information on paper or else they might have made an end of me before this is the treasure near this vicinity mr marcan asked tad about two days journey i expect to find it at or near the ruins of an old pueblo house you know they built their homes one on top of another. Some of their adobe houses are six and seven stories high. Even if we locate the place, we may experience great difficulty in finding that of which we are in search. How would you boys like to join me? It will be an interesting experience for you. Uh, help you find the buried treasure? questioned Chunky, his face red with suppressed excitement. Yes. Great! <laughs> chorused the lads. "'I'll talk with Professor Zeppelin. "'Come, we will go over to the camp now.' When Mr. Marquand and the professor had finished their conference, Tad and Chunky leaned forward eagerly to learn the results. "'Yes,' nodded Mr. Marquand, "'you are all going to help me find the ancient Pueblo treasure. End of chapter 21, read by Marty on the central coast of California.